Kura, this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. This is B-Side Stories, stories of the people who make Wellington tick. I'm one of your hosts today. My name's Laura. Hi, I'm Sapir. Hey, Sapir. How's it going? Yeah, not bad. Enjoying some sunshine for a change. Oh, my gosh. And it was absolutely perfect timing with the sunny day because it's Mental Health Awareness Week uh, this week in Aotearoa, New Zealand. And uh, it, today was uh, the... Let me start over. The The theme of the week is nature is key. It is. It is key, isn't it? Mm. Nature is key. So um, they have like sort of little activities that they encourage people to do every day for Mental Health Awareness Week. And the one today was go outside for an hour and lock yourself out. Um, so I was able to do that in the bright sunshine and had like a great lunch hour on the waterfront and really enjoyed that time. That's so good. Did you feel like it? contributed better to your mental health that certainly didn't hurt it actually did it actually did and it's so weird that we sometimes forget that you could just go outside and and enjoy the day um because you're so busy at your computer typing away yeah uh definitely and typing doesn't help and sitting at a desk certainly doesn't so the more you can get outside and breathe some fresh air it's always going to help uh um and i extra connected to nature because I met a nice dog. That's so great. What kind of dog? I don't know, some little fluff ball thing. That's it was kind of so like, good. looked like, um, it looked like if you had the right motivation, you could shave it to look like a lion. <laughs> motivation is a really important part of that sentence. <laughs> I feel like we, if we could and we asked the dog, I'm not sure <laughs> that they would want to look like a lion. I sometimes would rather look like a lion. <laughs> But I don't know about the dog. You just don't have that option. I wish. I wish sometimes (laughs) that I had that option. That would be my mental health push is like if I could look like a lion. Looking like a lion I would feel so good. Yeah. Maybe, you know, next next year. Yeah. They could work that in. I could pitch that as the next theme. (laughs) Like nature was great, but what about looking like an animal? Looking like an animal. Um, I think that's brilliant, Sapir. Yeah. I'm uh, definitely appreciating Mental Health Awareness Week, Mm -hmm. and um, it's something that affects pretty much, I mean, it touches everyone's lives, and I think if you're listening out there and you think of the people that you know, your friends, your family members, yourself, the people you live with, um, there's there's definitely a lot of people in your life who are affected by mental illness, and... There's there's no question that we need to talk about it more and we need to learn to take care of ourselves and we need to take care of our friends too. Yeah, no, we definitely do. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of ways to help each other and a lot of ways to help yourselves and the more research you can do and the more experimenting you can do, you'll find the thing that works for you. There's no one cure to mental health. Uh, there's no one recipe. Um, <coughs> certainly getting outside and enjoying nature is a big a big part of of helping people get out of their head and into the world, but there's there's heaps. There's so many different ways. Mm. Totally agree. And also, just meet as many dogs as you can. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, one of my friends posted on social media to say, 
just a, it's Mental Health Awareness Week and I'm really fragile, but if you see any dogs, Snapchat me. <laughs> so it's, yeah, you're not wrong. It's a, it's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. for reals. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, do, do Snapchat your dog, your dog photos to all of your friends. Um, <laughs> In the first half of the show, we're going to be talking to Tracy Wellington from Community Assistance Program. It's an amazing charity. They distribute so much food to, to people in need, and she has a really great story. Who are you talking to in the second half? In the second half of the show, we're joined by Tony, all the way out from Miramar. I say that's all the way, but I live in town, so I'm spoiled. Tony <laughs> is a, the one, the only glass blower here in the Wellington region, and he's going to share with us a bit about his studio where he blows glass. Um, and and how all that works. It's so. yeah, I've seen some photos of the glasswork and it's really cool. So looking forward to hearing about that. Mm. Let's hear a quick song from Blam Blam Blam, while I get uh, Tracy from Com- Kiwi Community Assistance on the phone. Welcome back. Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. This is B-Side Stories. And in the first half of our show, we will be talking to Tracy Wellington from Kiwi Community Assistance. Hi, Tracy. Can you hear me? Hi. Yes, I can. It's quite quiet, though. Hold on. I'll just turn up the volume on my phone. Yeah, give it a bit of volume. And I'll do a little intro for you. Kiwi Community Assistance is a behind-the-scenes charity based in Tawa. And volunteers collect huge amounts of surplus foods from supermarkets and elsewhere. And uh, KCA redistributes it to schools and food banks or wherever it's needed. So Tracy Wellington is the founder of that charity, and she is with me now. Hi. Hey, can you hear me okay now, Tracy? I sure can. Awesome. Can you hear her, Sapir? Sapir is also in the room, so she might jump in the conversation just to let you know, Tracy. (laughs) Okay. Hi, Tracy. Hi. I just thought I'd let you know it's not just food that we do. We do. We're a one-stop distribution hub, so we do everything from fresh, frozen, non-perishable food, white way through to clothing, furniture, whiteware, school supplies. We do everything. Cool. So, so, uh, tell me about what KCC distributes and where it comes from. You said it's more than just food. Okay. Yep. So KCA Kiwi Community Assistance. Um, we pick up um, on a daily basis food from the local countdown stores, food stuff stores, which are like Pack and Save and New Worlds, the local um, markets, uh, food manufacturing companies, Whitakers also donate to us as well, and then companies such as Arrow Uniforms, um, Eco Store, and then the general public who have gone out and bought new furniture or whiteware or their children have outgrown their clothing donate the goods to us. Um, they leave them either at a drop-off point for the non-food thing. Um, so we have our drop-off points at Island Bay Community Centre, Churton Park Community Centre, uh, Chris Farfoe's Electoral Office, PGG Wrightson. Um, if you go to our website and go under drop-off points, you'll see there's a whole list there. Um, some of the areas are covered by drivers like Whitby and same with Wellington City and the eastern suburbs is covered 
by a volunteer that you can drop it off at her home. And then when the volunteer comes to volunteer at KCL on their set day, they drive the stocker over to our warehouse and then it gets sorted and boxed up and it's distributed to 62 different agencies across the greater Wellington region. What, what kind of agencies get the, uh, the goods and the foods that you collect? Okay, so um, today we shipped out, let me see who we shipped out food to today. So today we shipped out food to St. Vincent's de Paul Food Bank in Pooroor and Food mm-hmm. Bank also got food. Yesterday we shipped out, I think, 22 banana boxes of frozen meat and fresh produce to Wellington City Mission in Newtown. So it varies from day to day because mm-hmm. what we have is that um, we have an online ordering system where the agencies that we have service contracts with can actually log in to the system and they actually place the orders. Um, so we also shipped out three cartons of rice today to Wellington Night Shelter. Yeah. Wow. So that's that sounds like a lot of food, like 22 boxes a day. And and I read on your website that KCA distributed nearly 1,000 boxes of food last month. You must get an enormous yeah. amount of, of contributions. Yes, it varies from month to month. So um, with the, on the food side, I think we're currently averaging, we're averaging 410 kilos, just over 410 kilos of food coming in every day and going back out again into the local community. So as of close of business today, we've done 112,452.33 kilos of food, <laughs> which equates to 321,292,350 gram meals. Wow, that's very precise. Good. Oh, it's because it's all it's all tracked. And then literally on the non-food side, we have shipped out 2,000. This is a t- two days behind because our warehouse is only open on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for goods going out. Okay. We shipped out 2,575 banana boxes of clothing, um, shoes, school supplies, um, kitchen wares. So I think today the volunteers which, um, did um, orders for um, Tirupara Finua, um, Kaimanino Trust, Wesley Community Action. Um, hmm. So the orders are just ticking along all the time coming in and out mm-hmm. yeah do you have a like a, a background in data or warehouses that makes you get collect all this information so well what 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 makes you um what makes you so organized with kca uh i've had a lot of mentoring so um yeah i've had mentoring from dave from dobbins office furniture who deals with obviously logistics of selling furniture and getting it out to the general public, and then also a gentleman by the name of Bit Buddier from Foodstuffs North Island. Um, mm. Obviously, he works in the transport division, so he's taught me all about stock rotation, logistics, how to get the vehicle from one place to another, um, if there's an accident, where to detour to and things like that. Mm-hmm. So we've learned from people in the... Oh, I have learned from people in the industry and then passed on that knowledge to our volunteers. Mm-hmm. So do, do you come from a business background or what? Uh, yes, I, my, I'm an assistant accountant by trade. Mm. Um, so I used to be an assistant accountant at the Salvation Army THQ, which is their territorial headquarters in Cuba Street. And I've also worked at the at Arthritis New Zealand. Um, so I've always worked in numbers, um, pretty much. Fantastic. Numbers, it's just kilos or boxes of stock coming in and going back out again. Yeah, and sounds like often working in the community sector as well. Yes. How did you get the idea for starting Kiwi Community Assistance? 
Uh, my husband and I were sent a link by a lady called Lisa Woodley from a, a mother's group that I was in. And um, pretty much she stole, have you watched this documentary called Inside Childhood Poverty by Brian Bruce? And I said, no, we actually missed it, but we'd love to watch it. So we watched it, and my husband and I said, oh, man, that's just actually 10 minutes drive up the road um, is Cannons Creek, and we live in mm. Tower. Why don't we do something to help these people? So we just got a group of friends, and we asked our friends and our family um, to donate all their unwanted um, produce out of their veggie gardens, all their, their new and used good quality clothing, furniture, and workwear. Because um, I obviously worked full time and so did my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and it literally took off. We got home, and six weeks after we started this initiative, we would get home and we couldn't even get to the front door because we have this huge big porch out in front of our house, which was undercover, and people were just dropping off all their donations. Mm. Um, so we moved the car out, the cars out of the garage. We sold one of the cars. We bought fridge freezers and um, chest freezers, and then we were storing it all in the garage. And then we had a newspaper article written about us. We had a, a meeting at Tawa Community Centre um, around six months after six months after we started. Six people attended, and all six people signed up to be volunteers at KCA. Of those six people that signed up. I think 50% of them are still with us six years later. Oh, wow. Um, helping us out. Um, so, yes, it's gone from being in a double garage, which where we started, and then we moved into storage unit because um, Power Storage Solution, which is now National Storage, became sponsors, and they donated us storage units to store and sort the stock in. And then when we got too big um, for storage units, because we ended up with eight or nine storage units over so two or three different depots that they owned, um, someone donated us a warehouse up in Broken Hill Road. Um, so we moved in and another gentleman paid for the power. And then it wasn't kind of ideal um, due to the fact that it was on the first floor, mm-hmm. the warehouse. Um, and then we moved into a temporary place and then we fundraised and we managed to raise enough money and get funding from the trust and the local people in the neighbourhood. Um, and we leased a warehouse up in Granada North. Mm. Is that where you are now? Yep, so we we still have a depot in Tarlop. It's a much smaller depot, but we actually operate out of Granada North because in Granada North, that's where the food industry is. Yeah. Um, So we're right on the doorstep of the uh, many of our sponsors, and they literally just walk the food over from their their building to our building. Wow. By the driveway. That's quite a journey you've been on for the past six years. And what, like, how big of an operation is it now? How many volunteers do you have? Uh, We have 74 volunteers, but we still need at least another 20 or 30 volunteers. Really? We operate seven days a week. Yeah, so you're still looking for more people to help help run KCA? Yep, because the more volunteers we have, the more supermarkets and the more donations we can pick up and the more donations we can get back out again. Um, we have there's a there is a potential for us to pick up from another five or six local supermarkets, which we're currently not doing due to the fact we don't have the manpower. Wow. Um, we've recently, um, back in May, Wellington um, City Council, uh, foodstuffs, and Countdown all uh, donated money to KCA, and we bought our first ever chiller truck. Um, oh, great! Paid by Wellington City Council, foodstuffs, and Countdown, um, so that we can go in the Wellington region and collect food and um, from Countdown and some food stuff and then distribute it out to people in need. 
Wow. So there's a huge amount of supply and even yep. more than you can handle. But is there a demand for all the stuff that you're collecting? Yep. We've, we've got a waiting list of 10 to 12 agencies on our waiting list. And some of them have been working already 18 months. Wow. Because so, at the moment, we're 100% run by volunteers. We have no paid staff. So literally, it takes around 140 hours a week to run KCA because what a lot of people don't realise would with especially with the food rescue part of our operation is that it might be Good Friday, it might be Easter Sunday, it might be uh, Labor Weekend coming up, but mm. the supermarket is still open, so we still have to go and collect food from them. Mm. So the supermarkets are only closed two and a half, three days a year, so mm-hmm. we need to be able to have teams are able to go on food rescue every single day of the week. Is that your full-time gig now, Tracy? Is that what you do every day? Yeah, I, well, not every day anymore. I've, I had a fall, so I'm currently missing on sick leave, but I'm still working for KCA, but I'm just doing the logistics because I'm usually out Monday to Friday in the truck myself mm. with two other volunteers um, doing all the pickups of food and the non-food. Mm. But, you, but so, you, you hurt your foot, is that right? I saw the Facebook photos. Is it going to be yeah. okay? Oh, yeah. I'm staying another two to three weeks, but I've actually got the video to strap it up. So I can just drive little short distances because we had. A, <laughs> and no, I'm not picking up food. I'll okay. give you an example today. Good. We had a wee accident. The volunteers drove into the roller door at the warehouse. So I got called out to say, "How do we fix the roller door at the warehouse?" Okay. Yeah. So I'm just fixing up little things that. Okay. That go wrong. So you just don't know how to switch off and like. <laughs> you, you're too eager to get involved and keep working on. The, the things that you really care about, it sounds like. And Kate, yeah, well, the thing is we have to make sure that KCA operates um, smoothly because it's our branding is well known that we're always on time. We always turn up when we say we're going to turn up. And um, the supermarkets give us set times that we have to be there. Mm. So we, we can't say, oh, sorry, I've broken my leg today, I can't come kind of thing because <laughs> they're expecting you to come at a set time to take away the food because... Um, food that they're donating to us is still fit for human consumption. That's right. So they don't want to be giving it to a pig farmer to feed animals when it can be feeding humans. For sure, for sure. Well, KCA has had a lot of recognition. It was um, a finalist in the NZI Sustainable Business Network Awards for 2017. Uh, it hasn't happened yet. It, it hasn't, ha- hasn't happened. The award hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet, but you're in, in the finalist. You're in the finalist yeah, we're, category. I, I think, yeah, I think we're one of seven or eight finalists. Yep, absolutely. You had a, a recognition from the Kiwi Bank and New Zealander of the Year Local Hero Medal in 2017. You were on TV3 uh, in the in the good sorts category in, in, in 2016, and you've you've got some awards from the the Porirua Business Awards as well. So you get a lot of recognition from um, from councils, and people recognize both sides the sort of uh, the the giving and um, charitable side, and also the sustainability side. Can you talk about those two sides of the business? Yeah, I, I can. So literally, we're fortunate enough that we have um, a lot of corporate groups that come out to help us. So one of our um, one of the companies that help us out a lot is Chorus. Um, so Chorus, we're coming through volunteering Wellington. 
um, because we were a member of there, and they would come up and spend the day. But for instance, I had to go to um, the Countdown National Food Rescue Conference, which is a two-day conference. So a lovely lady from the chorus that had been out previously said, oh, I'll come and do your two morning half-day shifts. I'll take the day off work and come and do it. So we have um, people like being dead closed for good. They come out for a day and help us out. Um, so it's oh, KCA, I'm also as Kiwis working together. So mm. KCA isn't me and isn't the volunteers. It's the fact that we've got thousands of people, um, sponsors, financial contributors, companies, the general public that believe in what we're doing and they support us by either donating us um, clothing, whiteware, furniture, also food when we do the Christmas food drive. Um, they donate Christmas presents to us as well, and then we have the biz- the corporate businesses that are um, making sure that the food that still fits for human consumption is able to get out to people that do need it. Mm-hmm. And then we have companies such like as Arrow Uniform, who um, all their end of the line stock, um, like um, shoes and clothing and hoodies and, and uniforms, they donate to us, and then we can pass it on to people that need it mm-hmm. for free. So Great. It's kind of KCA is like a like our logo. It's all a whole part of hands coming together at different times. Yeah. So when we're not set up like a normal charity, we don't have a donor base. We don't have any annual appeal letters. Literally, how people help us is literally they go to our Facebook page. If we have an SOS on the Facebook page, it's normally pinned to the top. Yeah. And if you can see, we put one up around two weeks ago, and we're asking for a baby capsule and we were asking for a washing machine and two, two microwaves and things and then what happens then is people see the SOS and say, oh, well actually I've got a I've got a microwave, I'll drop it off at Island Bay drop-off point or people contact us and I think someone contacted us on the weekend, a gentleman, I think his name was Murray Henderson, uh, he posted on our SOS saying, oh look, I've just dropped off a car seat at Tarawa Storage Solutions, it's for a, a newborn and it faces rear. Um, so it will work. So we don't actually send out a letter saying, hi, we're fundraising for this. Are you able to donate us money? Or, and we don't send out saying, oh, hi, you've donated to us before. Would you be able to donate to us again? Mm-hmm. But see how we leave it is that we have a Facebook page, which is called Kiwi Community Assistance. We have a website as well, and the website tells you where the drop-off points are. And then we literally just take anything that's on the list, on, either on the SOS or on the list of donate goods with what we will and won't accept and we just take your item to one of the drop-off points in place in either the KCA branded donation bin or on the wrapping unit that says it belongs to KCA and you just pop it on there and walk away and we will rehome it for you free of charge and yeah. you don't sell anything. What a great opportunity for people to make a community contribution when they can, you know, it's it's good that there that that exists in the world and that that exists in the community. That there's like a little bit of a trading post through KCA where people can see what the community needs and if they're able, they can help out. And then the beauty of it as well is like when everything that's left behind at the drop-off points, we take a photograph. Yeah, you can see that we've received your donation, and then what happens then is. Say, for instance, you donated a washing machine. In two weeks' time, you might see that we've had to finish a whole house for women's refuge so you can see that where your item has gone. Yeah. It's not so easy with the small items like the one T-shirt and the one sock because mm-hmm. it gets consolidated into 
a larger box, but you have people that go onto our Facebook page and say, oh, yay, I've seen my bean bag going to the refuge. Oh, yay, my washing machine's gone out to a, home, a refugee family trip through Wellington City Mission or, or so on and so on. Yeah. So there's, there's the, the audit trail is all on Facebook showing all the stock going in and all the stock going out. Yeah. And uh, obviously we have to store stock because from time to, a lot of the time we get in the wintertime, we tend to get the summer stock in. Yeah. People are clearing out all the summer children's clothing that they're not going to fit in. So obviously we need a warehouse to be able to store the outer season or store the excess stock. Um, but we shift quite a lot. Like I said, we've already done nearly 3,000 banana boxes so far this year of stock mm. of, of clothing stuff going out. And then we've done all the fridge freezers and washing machines. So, for instance, we've already done three chest freezers this year. We've done 40 heaters, 15 microwaves, 14 washing machines, 10 baby gates, 19 car seats and capsules and boosters that were checked by Blunkett before they went out, um, 13 bedside tables, two bunk beds, 17 chests of drawers, and so on. Yeah. Um, you talked a little bit about your, your Christmas appeal and the stuff that you do around Christmas time. Can you tell us more about that? Yes, we're about to launch that at the end of October. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to put up a list on our Facebook page. Um, Caroline's in Scope Designs, one of our sponsors, has just designed us some lovely posters um, saying um, if you'd like to donate some items, um, you can drop them off at Island Bay Community Centre, Sheraton Park. And there's around five different community centres that you can drop your Christmas presents off. And we've also sent it to some of the corporate groups that have done volunteering with ACA. So if there's any corporate companies listening that would like to help us by buying packets of mince pies or Christmas presents or just something to put a bit of a Christmas cheer on people's faces. Um, Christmas time is the, the worst time in the year because it's where a lot of families are under a lot of pressure and stress. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just trying to make life a little bit easier for some of these families. Um, we also ship out around anywhere between a quarter of a ton and half a ton of food to um to Raparaha Arena in Poirot, um, where they have a free Christmas lunch for people and families that don't have any relatives or don't have any new girls on Christmas Day, and the meal's totally free. Yeah, great. So, so the best way for people to get involved is to keep a, is to keep an eye on that Facebook page, that Kiwi Community Assistance Facebook page. Yes, yes. We'll be, um, when we launch it, we'll um, be pop, popping up the poster and pretty much um, we're asking for everything to be brand new. So if they wanted to, they can go into Donate Goods on our website, which is just www.kca.org.nz. Go to Donate Goods, and then you can see what we accept. And if you can go out and buy a new item, that would be great. Um, and then we can pop it in with the Christmas presents, um, which will probably go out to... We normally chop up places like Newlands Food Bank, um, Women's Refuge and Birthrights um, clients is who we assist. And then we also do some to foster hope as well every year. Well, thank you so much for talking to us, Tracy Wellington from Kiwi Community Assistance. It's great to hear um, about the phenomenal work that you're doing with your um, mind for business and data that is redistributing all of this food and goods to the people who need it in Wellington. Thanks for chatting to us. Thanks so much. That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding the Access Internet Radio Project.